This is a podcast from Seven Vineyard. Welcome. Uh, here we are on this super Sunday. Chriselle and I and Jake have been uh, stuck inside just about our home um, all this week uh, in isolation. Um, but what a good week to be home as it's been Wimbledon and the Euros and the Tour de France uh, for us just uh, really appreciating those things. And today we come to this culmination, um, exciting to be English, um, but the Italians uh, have the final of Wimbledon to appreciate for the first time in their history uh, this afternoon. And then tonight, uh, we get to our opportunity to uh, challenge them. And uh, we're really excited ab about that. So there'll come a point in the day where Wimbledon will have to go and then it'll be time to appreciate the football. Come on, England. Okay, I've got that out of my system now. Um, we're excited that this is the final um, episode in our series on Modern Family. Um, Modern Family 4 is this mini-series that's been part of building back better as we talk about re-engaging with life. And we've been thinking about on these, uh, these four episodes about what does it uh, mean to do household uh, well even you know, to invest into our home life and the place where we most belong. So in the first week, we were reimagining um, households, reimagining family, as Jesus said, who are my mothers and brothers, those who hear the word of the Lord and put it into practice uh, with, you know, with me. So I was thinking about who are my household, who do I do life with? And then uh, over this last three episodes, we've looked at the three elements that it means to be part of something, um, what it means to belong, what it means to believe, what it means to behave. Um, we talked initially about uh, behaviour and that actually the good news of Jesus is that it's not about behaviour as a first message. It's about understanding our emotions and being accepted where we are. And that's what leads to behaviour. Then in the last session on Father's Day, um, we were looking at belonging and uh, what it means to invest in connection with one another. If the goal of our households is connection, then um, how do we uh, unlock the keys to greater senses of belonging and connection? And then today we come to the final part of this series on um, believing uh, about what do we actually own about our own context. So today really is about um, creating culture and how do we create culture in our home better and how do we be spiritual together, um, particularly a motivational part of this comes from, you may know that we used to, as a family, live in America. And we lived in a beautiful place um, on the coast uh, in an amazing community with a fantastic church. 
And probably the hardest thing was the number of conversations I had with parents who were really successful people. They, they were successful in their jobs, they had beautiful homes, um, they had beautiful kids, um, they were doing well in all kinds of ways, but there was one area that I probably talked to them more than any other, and it was that we know we've been invested in how to be a success, but if you ask us about how do we succeed uh, at home in, in uh, in being a Christian family, in being a godly family, including God in our household, in, in having a culture that we own and are proud of. Um, I felt like that, that was the thing most people most said was, we don't know how to do it. We feel emasculated, we feel disempowered um, to actually pray with our children, to create a culture that that includes God in the everyday and we don't have principles and practicals that help us to do that and that's what I want to particularly look at and go after today of how do we do this how do we create culture and uh, and be spiritual in a way that is fun and normal and includes God in it as a natural thing so, um, a couple of principles uh, to inform this challenge that we're looking at today. And let's start uh, near the start of the Bible in Deuteronomy um, 6, where uh, it's actually saying these are the, these are the laws and decrees um, that you must, uh, you must learn and teach your children and your children's children as you enter the land that God is giving you. And this is all the good stuff. This is everything that God has for you. And then it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And I love this. It's the idea of as you're entering into all that life has for you, um, I think especially in our Western worldview, we, we can easily slip into dualism. And dualism that is effectively that there is a spiritual world and there's the, the normal world. Rather than there's one. There's one world. There's just one world and the Lord your God is in it. That the Lord your God is part of everything you're doing. Whether it's fun or um, serious, uh, whether it's uh, um, over food, TV, that actually he says that he is Emmanuel, he is with us. And I think we can very easily, very naturally have a spirituality that is we have our normal lives and then we have our spiritual lives. But actually that scripture says the Lord your God is one. He's in everything. He's as interested in our wallet and, and what we watch and how we have fun and all the other things that we do as life. And how do we create a culture that includes that? I think is the challenge that searches me out on this. But this is the scripture that informs it. And then straight after this in Deuteronomy 6, it goes on to say, the Lord your God is in everything. Now, love the Lord, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, what Jesus quotes, yeah? And then it says, impress this on your children. Create the culture of your household. 
It says write it on your doorposts. Have symbols and so- around that include your spirituality. Have reference points in your world, on your wrists, on your foreheads in their culture, it says. Have, have reminders in the way that you talk to each other, in, in the symbols of your home and the story that you remember that you are part of a bigger story. And I think that's the point. Uh, One way that we can look at Romans 8 verses 15 and 16, where it says where our spirit meets with God's spirit, we cry, Abba, Father, is that you could equally say that your essence, your identity, your story, when God's story meets with your story, you understand your identity and where you belong. So I think our goal is to think of how do we make our home, our, our, our environment one, that has those reminders in it. Uh, sociologists say that there are three ways that we can understand that inform culture. There are th- three elements that inform culture. Um, they are language, uh, symbols and story. And that's, that's what we want to think about for our household, of what is our language that reinforces our culture? What are the symbols that we want uh, in our home, in, in both art and creativity, in even the symbols of communion, of bread and wine? They're symbols that just point to a greater truth. And then what is the big story that uh, we want to understand Uh, that we're part of. Um, uh, Another verse in the Old Testament, Exodus 12, 26 says, um, uh, when your children ask you, um, what does this ceremony, this symbolic ceremony of Passover mean to you, then this is what you're to tell them. It's this amazing opportunity to recount a story that you're part of. This is why I love the Passover as the, uh, as the thing that points to the Easter story. Because we're able to say to our kids, we are part of a story of a meal that has been going on every year for over 3,000 years. And it has never been missed in one of those 3,000 years. We're part of this bigger story. So, um, and we also, Christelle and I have had lots of conversations about how do we create culture around our own sense of heritage? Uh, What festivals and and marker moments do we have that we know our identity and story of our heritage, uh, uh, our backgrounds, where we're from, um, our Scottish heritage, so we celebrate Burns Night, um, our Danish heritage, so we celebrate all kinds of things around hygge, of candles and coffee and good things, but also get really confused last Wednesday night when uh, England were playing Denmark, because we really didn't know what to do with ourselves some of the time. Um, But it's actually having something that this is is reinforcing uh, our identity, the culture we want to um, create. So there are three uh, um, elements that I'm... uh, 
I'm wanting to just point you to thinking about how do we create culture of being spiritual in our household and there are going to be three worksheets that you can do to unpack this further that you'll be able to download um, where this talk is uh, on the website. So there'll be three worksheets that will unpack this uh, a little bit uh, a little bit deeper. Um, but those three elements, those three worksheets are effectively um, how do we make time in our in doing rhythms that actually make space for all this? How do we make space for this by making time for it? If you don't kind of put the time boundaries in, it won't happen. So how do we make space to think this way? Um, the second is how do we um, be spiritual together? How do we actually practically be spiritual? Both what we affirm in one another and what we do together as household. Um, we're going to unpack that uh, a little bit. Um, and then the, the final one is, um, how, do, how do we agree values? Um, what are uh, our unique household values? So I think culture is created when you have values and praxis, outworking of those values together. When you've got values and praxis, you've got a, a culture. I love those houses that say, in this house, we you know, forgive each other, eat cake, uh, love on one another, forgive easily. Um, whatever it is, we, one of our language things when our kids were young was in this family, we, and everybody would say, share, because that was the thing, in this family, we share. And then that, that was the reinforced language, so that in this family we. The final three, the final one of these worksheets is for, to encourage you to think about what, if you want to create culture, um, what does it mean to agree your values and praxis? And I'll quickly give you some of our examples of that. So before we get into these three application areas, one final principle to uh, inform creating a culture of being a spirit, spiritual comes from uh, one of my heroes, Neil Cole, uh, who is the uh, founder of the movement Organic Church um, and author of that uh, number of books. And he talks about the idea of heart motivations and says we basically have heart motivations in four areas uh, around our uh, Inner and, outer, uh, inner and outer understandings of the world and also about our spiritual and then our wider, our, our understandings in the wider world. And the point that he makes that I find really challenging is that we can really easily have, con uh, when we connect with each other, uh, either in our homes and households or when we do coffee or whatever we do, we can very easily just live in three of those quadrants and not do that the final one. We can do, how are you doing in work and life and success? How are you feeling about, uh, you know, your, your, inner, your inner emotions around, uh, around the wider world? And then we can talk about church activity and the things that we serve on and all the things that we do. 
But unless we've had a conversation that is this final quadrant about the inner journey, about how are you doing with Jesus, he says we haven't done discipleship. And I find that really challenging. That because I know I can have a conversation with somebody where I just talk about all three of the practical areas, wider life, fun, football, um, how people are doing emotionally and what's going on and all church activity. But if I haven't actually asked them how they're doing with God, um, what are they asking of him? What can I pray for? What do they see? What do they want to see happen more uh, in their lives? Then I haven't covered the, the, the discipleship, spiritual, the truly spiritual quadrant. And that's the bit I want to apply to household life, almost as our starter point, because I think we have to apply it to everything. So at home, we can just do those other three. Um, how do we do it at home where we, we really go, how are we doing, how are we doing with, with God and considering our inner walk with God? Um, which actually links to another principle uh, as for us as a household is that for all the people that join us in our household, we don't look to reason with them, with them about God being real. We take it as a given because as for me and my house, we've decided to serve the Lord. We're trying to go after God. So we just assume that if people embrace us, they embrace our spirituality and who we are more widely. So we don't need to be apologetic about it. We can be normal about it. So we want to be normal and spiritual at the same time and be inclusive in that, assuming that if people accept us, they accept our spirituality. So we don't want to be embarrassed or apologetic. We want to, we want to include that fourth quadrant into um, all of our wider lives because it's part of who we are. So we don't want to hide it or pretend it's not there. So the main part of this, if you really want to dig this talk, is working through these three application um, areas. And uh, I'm just going to give you a brief introduction to each of them. Um, the first worksheet on making space, creating more time. Um, all it is, is, is looking at your day, your week, uh, your month, your term and your year and going, where have I created space in that time? Where have we got this, the time as family? So um, to, to, to connect, if the goal is connection, how do we do that? So for us, we would look at a daily one and our daily things would include, um, especially around mealtimes. Mealtimes seem the crucial element. And as part of those mealtimes, um, we do best bit, worst bit. Uh, best bit, worst bit has been a gift that keeps on giving. And I think what we've learned from that is that actually what it's doing is if the Lord your God is one and involved in everything, it's helping um, our family and those living with us to identify uh, where God is at work, both in what he is doing and in what he's not doing. It's actually Mark 1.15. Um, where is he, the defining moments, the best bits and worst bits, the kairos events, that's the language we use, kairos, where God gets our attention and actually from that calls us to change our mind and put it into practice, to, to respond in some way. So best bit, worst bits has been a crucial one for us. 
Uh, we also look, we have various weekly rhythms um, for us as a household. Uh, we have four or five. We have uh, family night on a Friday night. We have date night. We have business time. We have wider community night. Um, we have, uh, in lockdown, we've had major movie night. Um, all of these different touching points. And, some of, and that's been to make space for connection in different ways. Some of that even is around TV shows, because I think we're aware with different ages and stages, especially as you raise children, um, TV can be the most amazing opportunity to include God in the conversation around, um, again, that uh, non-dualistic, where do you see Jesus in that? Um, where, is, where is the God story in that story, um, as we look at profound movies and really light things, from Gilmore Girls to Glee, for our kids were probably the biggest deep conversations. And now it's around major movies, uh, from Schindler's List to um, Nomadland. Of uh, where does this point to to the good news of God, as we consider almost that final uh, quadrant. We also think about what are the um, uh, monthly and termly and annual connection points that we want to have. Um, especially uh, what festivals and markers that we have uh, through the year as we follow things like Easter and Christmas, but also the heritage events. Uh, we have a massive festivals cupboard uh, in our house, and that's partly because uh, we're, we're trying to track the story that we find ourselves in through the, those festivals and marker points. So we take the festivals really seriously as this is what the moments for us to reinforce the spiritual story that we're part of and how do we do that at home. Secondly, uh, is, is a worksheet on being spiritual. And that just is ideas of how do we be spiritual um, where we affirm our own, one another's spiritual journeys. How do we do things together and how do we do things with our children? What are the things that we could do? We give our examples um, from that, but there could be, uh, it's, it's your chance to work out what are yours. For us, uh, singing grace uh, before meals is a really big thing. We have about 30 different sung graces that we do, um, which are, uh, one of our favourite things, but it's just that including God into into everything. Working out the things where we can be spiritual together, like um, memory verses or uh, doing the Bible app, to, the verse of the day together or whatever things. We, we found that there are different things for different seasons. Best bit, worst bit has been good for every age and stage. Other things have been for much shorter seasons. It's been good for a short time to uh, look at the Bible together, to look at the stories of Jesus and say, uh, what does it mean and what are we going to do about it? But then when school became different times, or it, that wasn't the best time to do things. Um, so certain things were just for a much shorter season or we gave it a go. And probably the other thing that's lasted the longest has been singing a prayer song, a lullaby, 
as we've as we've gone to bed, um, as we've sung over our children, um, those verses where it says that the Lord rejoices uh, over you with singing. We love the idea of just singing over our kids as, as they go to bed. So we have this song which is, Lord, we come to you in prayer. Please keep this one in your care. Keep them in your loving arms, safe from danger, safe from harm. Let them be strong in every way as you knit them together day by day. Keep them resting and trusting in you and keep them healthy too. We've sung that over every one of the kids in our home. And for me, that's been one of the strongest things. Um, the other element that I'd say is that most natural supernatural thing is around festivals and how we do festivals from Thanksgiving to Advent to Christmas to New Year's and the worksheet gives you a whole opportunity to discuss those as your household of what things do you want to do as both um, marker moments of the story but also marker moments of rites of passage of, of what God is doing in each of our lives. So finishing school years, um, uh, the whole thing about uh, coming into physical maturity, the idea of a, a bar mitzvah, a, a um, crossing into adulthood. Um, we've marked that as first shave and first period, as this profound time to celebrate and, uh, and mark uh, rites of passage and the story of people's lives uh, that are in our household. Um, what are the things that you want to mark as uh, rites of passage? And again, there's the examples, our examples for each of those in that worksheet. The final worksheet is on creating your own household um, mission statement, your own, what is, as for me and my house, this is what we want to represent. In this family, we. And then values and praxis of that, of the different things that, that you want to do, that we want to do. Let me tell you, uh, our six, as we work through uh, this worksheet for, for us, we haven't yet done our wooden sign that says this is who we are, but this is what informs a lot of our praxis. Uh, one is we wanna be fun. So if we wanna be fun, uh, the outworking of that is family night on a Friday night, every Friday night where we uh, don't have technology, um, phones are not invited, and we focus on each other and we look to sing and connect in various ways and go on adventures together even uh, applying to uh, kids tv shows and things like that to actually we want to go on adventures and go on holiday together and organize fun together fun as a high value and um, second one is uh, god's presence we want to be naturally spiritual we want to acknowledge where things that are not of god are and not allow those things uh, in but we want to be naturally supernatural we want to be unembarrassed to include god in things to pray for people to ask to pray for them to pray a blessing on visitors when they leave all those kind of acknowledging god's presence in our home and i think that's been something that people actually said we feel like we we sense god here and I think it's because we've been intentional 
about it. The third is, is that marriage is a big deal to us and we want to set the, that to set the tone of our house. So it's okay to show affection to each other, to actually promote that, to speak well of each other, to be flirty within boundaries, uh, our kids would say, but actually the PDAs are okay. Um, and there's, a, and there's a reinforced element of that, to have a day off together and to guard and protect that day off together uh, for us passionately. So um, whatever our work situation has been over the last 30 years, we've, taken this, we've, we've worked with employers that we have a day off to invest in our relationship that sets the tone for our household. And I think that has been the most healthy thing that we've reaped a whirlwind of good stuff from because we've chosen to do it. Uh, the fourth is that we want to be relational, um, especially around food. And our rhythm of food within the, the week will express that from Saturday brunch to uh, each person having a night to help with food, that we clear up and do things together. Um, that it's that combination of relationship and food. Um, the next one is that home is a haven and a safe place. So we want to make sure that we have drawbridge times where this actually we protect one another and that we also look to committed to sort things out. Sixth is the Danish word hygge, which is the tone of our home is candles and coffee and fires. And we want that to set the tone of, of our home. Um, and finally, and the one that um, I most want to go after if you're challenged by is that we want to be organized and have clear surfaces and that there is a place for everything and everything has a place so it can go away um, uh, uh, because we don't want to live in, in chaos. Um, I know Chriselle feels that one especially hard. So they're the three worksheets for you to dig deeper into this of making space, being spiritual and creating your culture for your household. Um, and all I want to do now is just uh, as we bring this series to an end is pray a blessing um, on your household. So should we do that together? <laughs>